Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Well, my next guest here on Private Club Radio is Rob Balasabas, joining us from Vancouver. Rob, I know via LinkedIn, that's how we we originally got together. But Rob, welcome to Private Club Radio, sir. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. It's awesome. It's always an honor to join someone's show. So uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So you used to be over at a company called Thinkific, which Mm -hmm. was an e-learning platform. Now you're at TubeBuddy. Tell us what that transition was like for you and give us a little background on yourself, Rob. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, Yeah, so I used to be with a company called uh, Thinkific. Uh, Great company. They're an online course platform. So basically, you know, if you wanted to teach anything, you know, you teach golf, you know, uh, teach baking, there's people teaching marketing, all sorts of things. Um, And uh, that's what I did for about four years. I was with that company, Uh, started from support, tech support, all the way then to uh, uh, partner manager. So partnership manager, managing influencers and things like that, um, that we worked with for probably the last uh, year, year and a half. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, I, I attend a lot of conferences. That's part of my role uh, at Thinkific and uh, got to meet the team at TubeBuddy just because we had a really big overlap in our audiences. So people that were creating courses are typically also people that are creating YouTube content, you know, um, knowledge-based content. Um, and so uh, so I would see these guys, they're good friends, uh, became really, really buddies with them. And um, we decided to, uh, hey, we should do a summit together. So we did an online summit together. Thinkific, we ran like maybe three or four virtual summits. So or for anybody that's not familiar, that's basically like a like an in-person conference, but you do it online. You know, uh, people do their talks via video, recorded video. People register. It's a great way to grow your audience, to grow your email list um, by leveraging other um, other experts in your space. So, uh, so we did that together. It was really successful. Um, and then I had a debrief conversation with the team at TubeBuddy, and. Uh, you know, it was initially like a debrief conversation in which uh, kind of quickly became, uh, um, you know, it'd be really nice if, you know, you, you would join the, like, what would it look like for you to join the team sort of thing? And so the, the conversation kind of went that went that way. And um, yeah, you know, the, the opportunity came up. It was, uh, you know, to be the brand evangelist here at TubeBuddy now. And, um, you know, it's an opportunity I couldn't refuse. Um, I love the YouTube space. I've always kind of looked at it from, you know, an outsider and uh, thought it would be an awesome challenge and also a, a huge ocean of an opportunity for me um, to uh, really do what I love, which is building relationships and also creating content. So those two things is sort of what I spend most of my time with now, um, building relationships with YouTube creators that are our partners um, and then creating content for those same creators and our users. So yeah, so here we are today. Yeah, it must have been pretty quick because I know that virtual after that virtual summit it wasn't long before you made that announcement. It must have been pretty quick. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty quick. Like we we wrapped up the the uh, virtual summit and then had a conversation. Had a conversation with Thinkific, and um, you know it was like maybe a couple months. You know, I wanted to. I really love Thinkific, like Thinkific, and I need to say I always want to say that in interviews because uh, when we talk about this, because Thinkific has done so much for me. It's opened so many doors. You know, before Thinkific, I was just a an average, you know, like digital marketer that didn't really know what my space was in the, in the whole uh, scheme of things when it came to the online world. And uh, Thinkific really gave me opportunities and trusted me with a lot of things that allowed me to grow in that space. 
um, which eventually gave me confidence to create videos and create my own personal brand, which opened doors, uh, which led to what I really believe led to where I am today with, with TubeBuddy. So yeah, it went, went really quick, but um, I, gave them, I gave them like a really good runway, like, like a long notice because I really wanted to wrap things up there. So sure. um, yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. So yeah. uh, obviously, two buddies based in San Diego. You are all the yeah. way up in in Vancouver. You're not yes. you're not quite uh, making that commute every day. I don't think so. You've <laughs> no. actually been working from home for quite some time, uh, or working remotely. So I'd love for you to to kind of give us some tips on best practices for people who this is their first time working from home or working remotely. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So uh, so yeah, I'm based in Vancouver. I've uh, been here for many years. You know, um, since my family moved here in like the '90s uh, from the Philippines. So we've been here, and uh, you know, I, and the, the entire Two Buddy team is in California. So most of them are in San Diego. Uh, a few of them are in Los Angeles. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I'm working remotely, um, with Thinkific, when I was at Thinkific, I was probably working from home, I would say two or three times a week, but, uh, with my transition to TubeBuddy, um, it was full time. So there's no office here. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's really, I've gotten used to it. I would say the challenge for me is that we do have, uh, young children. Um, you know, we have a, a six year old and a 10 year old. Um, you know, before, right, you know, the things that are all happening right now before quarantine and all that stuff, um, they were going to school. So they were outside of the house for a good six, six, seven hours of the day, but now they're home. And so, um, so one of the things I've really had to learn and really discuss with the family and my wife was setting sort of like space boundaries. So uh, fortunately, I do have like, we turned our den into my home office slash studio. So I close the door. I, I kind of go to work during the day. I do go out for my breaks. I go out for my lunch. And, uh, you know, they kind of know not to come in here. They have their own like homeschooling right now uh, because schools are closed. Right. Uh, so they have their own space outside in the dining, in the dining table and stuff like that. So um, as far as like, as far as advice for anyone that's new to working from home, the first thing is I would say is uh, treat it like you're going to work. So every day I get up, take a shower, I shave, you know, you, you groom yourself, you get ready for work, right? I speak to a lot of content creators, even you know, um, uh, some of the, some of the ladies there that go to work, they like, they say that they, they get ready, they do their hair, they, you know, they put their makeup on. Um, because a lot of time we all have meetings and a lot of them are happening on zoom or video calls and, uh, they want to show up. They, you know, they even put perfume. I've been told really? wow, <laughs> they, 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 they really want to feel, you want to feel good when you go to work. So are you wearing like pants work. right now, Rob? Yeah, are, I am actually wearing <laughs> I am wearing pants, which is rare. Usually I'm in just shorts. So uh, I'm not going to lie. But, uh, but um, yeah, so get ready, right? I think, you know, having a routine to get ready kind of puts you in the mode of, okay, this is my work time. And so getting ready is really important. Um, and then also using your calendar. For me, I block out time. Like a lot of the biggest one of the biggest things that I had to deal with when I started working from home was that I was working way longer than I normally would when I yeah. went to the office because I lost track of time. Like, you know, especially Hard to put your work away when it's right there too, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's always like, oh, I'll be there. You know, I'll, oh, just one more email or like, I just got to wrap up this one thing. And then like that thing leads to another thing. And before you know it, it's like seven, eight, nine PM, you know, your family's had dinner without you. Like, you know, so that's a, that's a really dangerous place to be in. And yeah. so having, um, you know, having that cutoff time is really important. So, um, you know, blocking out 
you know, times to have lunch, uh, go for a walk, get up. You know, one of the tools that I use, if you guys are interested, is um, there's, there's this whole thing of um, Pomodoro, right? There's the Pomodoro uh, apps out there. It's called Tomato Timers. And so basically you can download it, go see your Chrome extensions, free extensions out there. And um, you can set it to like basically set an alarm every 20 minutes, a little pop up on your window and it'll be like, go for a walk. And oh, then nice. when you do that or go get coffee or get, go get water, you know, um, just get up. Right. Because otherwise you're sitting the whole day. And um, so I use that. It, it kind of breaks up my day. So every 20, 25 minutes it pops up. And then when I click, okay, start it, like it'll start a five minute timer for me to go and just get up, go do something and then come back. And so I find that that actually helps me to uh, come back and have a fresher mind to approach whatever task I'm, I'm working on. So, um, so yeah, so block out time, make sure you have lunch, take care of yourself um, and then have a cutoff time, right? Especially if you have a family, you don't want to, you want to have a cutoff time. You want, you don't want that you don't want people, your family, especially people you're living with, your partner to kind of see that like you're working too much, like this is becoming a burden. Um, and, and for yourself, you want to have a, a work-life balance as well. You know, you want to do other things outside of work. Um, it's really easy to get sucked into like a, you know, 15 hour day at home. Right. So, great. um, yeah. Those are great, great tips. What was the hardest challenge for you in just making that transition? I did a couple of those tests. Like, are you an introvert, extrovert? So yeah. uh, I'm a, I, I, it says I'm an extrovert. I do enjoy people. I enjoy talking to people, connecting with people, spending time with people. It gives me energy, kind of energizes me. Um, so being at home, you're not able to do that. You don't have a, you know, you know, water break or coffee break and there's no lunchroom or, you know, people that you see. Um, so that's been, that was like the biggest, I guess, yeah. hurdle for me was just to sure. get used to that. Yeah. I'm just so used to being around people. Um, so, uh, but I've, I've actually found that I've been able to connect more um, with, you know, a community online, right? Mm-hmm. Guys like you, you know, we kind of, you know, uh, message back and forth uh, every now and then. Yep. And um, I find that it's, it's actually a little bit more meaningful because, um, you know, it's people that understand sort of my day-to-day life online. What are the things I'm working on? You know, it's my people, right? So, um, so that's why I've kind of uh, started, like when I started at TubeBuddy, I started, I kind of put my, uh, I kind of turned up my, an old Facebook group that I started a while ago um, and kind of just like re-energized it, kind of put some more energy into it, um, invited some new connections into it. And that's kind of become my community on a daily basis, you know? Um, so yeah. And then, and then also as far as connecting, I've, I've started to um, use uh, voice messages on LinkedIn, DMs, Instagram, you know, those sort of tools um, and kind of using voice messages and video messages. Mm. Um, and it's, it's really helped kind of yeah. still yeah. keep me connected. I want to unpack that a little bit because I think one of the first times you ever messaged me on LinkedIn, you sent me a voice message and it's, yeah. I don't know, people um, my age, I'm like 39. So I'm, I'm teetering yeah. on middle age. Yeah. People like my age and up, don't use a lot of those technologies that are available. Like we just never think to do it, right? You generally just send a text or type it out on a, on a keyboard. What, what would be something like that, you know, that, that, that you've seen some other pieces of technology or software that can make, can make this virtual world a little bit uh, more connected? What are some of the best pieces of software you have out there? 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, get, so I think we you should just start with you know where your connections are because all of those social apps, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook Messenger for sure, um, even Twitter, I believe they all have some form of voice messaging. So for me, I've leveraged, I've I've kind of gravitated to voice messaging just because I hate typing. Like I have like really fat fingers. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, you know, and, and I always want to say too much. And, uh, so I just said, you know, I'm going to press record voice record and then go and it's done. Um, and so it's a more efficient for me and B it's more personal and people, I get more replies that way. Sure. Um, you know, you're, and, you're never, uh, you know, and you do a lot of these types of, you know, virtual things. So you're probably now used to like hearing your voice, seeing yeah. yourself on camera. Was, yeah. was that transition difficult? And like, what did you yeah. use to get over like the sound? And most people hate their voice when they first hear. It. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I've only started recently starting watching, uh, kind of watching my own videos. Like you have to watch your videos when you edit them, of course, you know that. But uh, like, usually that was like the only time I would see myself after I uploaded. I'm like, I don't want to watch my, it's so weird. (laughs) Like, and then uh, actually my, my kids would sometimes when we're just hanging out and uh, we don't have cable because we just watch YouTube or Netflix or Amazon or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they'll clown me, right? They're like, they'll go to YouTube and uh, they'll like, they'll like pull up my video in the living room when we're having like movie night or something, I'm like, turn that off. Like, I don't want to see myself. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it, you just got to get used to it. But like, plus like if it's only your voice message, it's just kind of like a voicemail. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I guess in a way it's also a good way to kind of practice for me to not say, um, and all those, right. you know, and kind of like really be concise. Cause especially when you're leaving voicemails for, you know, colleagues or, uh, people in your work life, you don't want to waste their time and, you know, be like, um, by the way, uh, you know, just like, it kind of helps me, it kind of forces me to be understanding of like being really concise with my messages. But, um, but yeah, don't, don't be afraid of it. I mean, people are going to listen to it. They're just going to appreciate that you left a voicemail. It's really personal and again, and you'll be able to reply to more people as well. So yeah, I think that's a great point there. Like don't overthink it. Just, you know, be yeah. natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not going with social media. Any kind of content creation like that, you know, whether you're creating YouTube videos or anything, I mean, it's just a muscle that needs to be exercised. We're all forced to do it now. So this is the time to, to really get good at it. I think. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the content you're creating. You've got a YouTube sure. channel uh, and uh, you and I are, have had a little competition. You've actually caught <laughs> up and I think surpassed me. We're both sort of on our way to our first thousand subscribers. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but I followed your channel and I really enjoy the, the content you're putting out. I'd love for you to tell us about um, Rob Malasavis' YouTube channel. Sure. Yeah. 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 So my YouTube channel, I've had my YouTube channel for years. I think this is a very common story. Um, you know, I've had my channel for years and really, um, it's kind of funny before I was joining TubeBuddy, I kind of like, Hey man, I should really like, I'm, I'm looking at all the things I'm creating. I'm like creating a lot on LinkedIn. That's where we connected. And I love LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a really good place to build your personal brand because it's not as competitive, I guess. It's not as hard to get reach um, as YouTube, where it's like YouTube has so many, you, so many people on it, which is really good, but it does take some time. It's a longer, you know, longer term investment with your time to build your brand there. But I started creating uh, videos on LinkedIn and, uh, you know, it opened up a lot of doors, conferences, speaking in different places. Um, but then I started looking and I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to upload on a regular basis. If I don't upload, nobody finds me on LinkedIn. 
right? And I don't know if this is something you've thought about as well, but then nobody finds me on LinkedIn. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of like repurposing. I would repurpose some videos that I uploaded on LinkedIn to YouTube, but very passively. I'm just like second, you know, like, you know, like afterthought, I'd, I'll let me put it on link on YouTube just in case, you know? Um, and, um, but it's slowly shifted to more like, let me create content for YouTube that I will, I might repurpose some clips of it on LinkedIn, but YouTube will become the top of my content pyramid, so to say. And, uh, so yeah, so that's, I would say for the last four or five months, I've been more mindful of creating content regularly on YouTube. Um, my audience on YouTube is, uh, really other content creators, um, you know, uh, brands, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of like small business owners, um, people selling digital sort of products, courses, that sort of thing. Um, that's, that's really my audience I'm finding is, uh, those, those people. So other content creators. So I, I share a lot of tutorials on, uh, different tools, how to use StreamYard or OBS or different tools to live stream, um, different techniques to get interviews, um, those sorts of things. So how to, how to, um, how to be a good content creator and also then how to leverage different platforms with your content to reach your audience. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm uploading, I would say once, a, once a week, once a week. And, um, I do live streams in there as well, probably once or twice a week. Um, some of the live streams I don't keep on, um, just because it's, it doesn't do well for, uh, you know, evergreen content. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, um, it's growing, you know, it's growing. I'm, I'm noticing and everybody was telling me like, Hey, you got to like, just, you got to continue building content. You got to continue sort of like this grind phase of getting to like your first hundred uploads by that time, then you'll start picking up some steam. And I'm kind of experiencing that now, just like you are. And, uh, it's kind of like a snowball effect with YouTube. Yeah, so really taking off, I think you had a day, a couple, like maybe last week or something where you had like 70 something subscribers. Yeah. That yeah. Was awesome. What do you, yeah, I don't know what happened. happened. Yeah. It's just random. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, I did an interview somewhere, I think, and maybe it was published then, but I'm trying to track that down, but I don't know. Yeah, it had kind of come from somewhere. It was really cool to see. Um, yeah, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but since you've been on lockdown, what's been the number one piece of software, whether it's productivity, you know, using it for YouTube, what, what's been the number one thing for you that you've discovered during this time? Oh man, there's, uh, there's quite a few. I mean, uh, you know, of course, if you guys are looking to build on, on YouTube, then TubeBuddy for sure. <laughs> not sure. biased, not sponsored, but it's an no. awesome. Uh, TubeBuddy is awesome. I've used it since, since the beginning of YouTube, um, awesome. my YouTube own journey and I've loved it ever, ever since. So I'm a nah, huge, huge TubeBuddy fan. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. And I appreciate you uh, being part of that. Um, you know, really for me, I would say, Man, the most simplest thing for for me right now, being on lockdown, my calendar, honestly, man, it's just, it controls, it really handles my whole life. My whole Monday to Friday is my calendar and making sure that I'm on point there. Um, you know, I, I use Zoom a lot. So um, I've uh, recently, I've never had to, but now I upgraded my Zoom account so that now I can actually have like all the other features of like having more people and longer over 40 minutes and stuff. But the one thing that's really saved me a lot of time is that I can integrate my Google calendar with Zoom. So whenever I create an, um, uh, like a meeting or a call, I can put the destination as Zoom and Zoom automatically spins up like a room for that meeting. 
Um, so yeah, you know, it saved me a lot of time for, uh, you know, setting up, you know, where to meet and stuff like that. So nice. That's awesome. That seems a great tool. I think they went from 10 million to 200 million users in the last like 30 or 60 days. Oh, (laughs) testament to the, to the great, great job they did. I know. Maybe they hadn't marketed like they should have, but uh, this is a good opportunity for them. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Rob, I, um, if folks want to find out more about you, follow the YouTube channel or just follow your journey, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for this for this interview again. Um, yeah, you can just find me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash social media club, or if you just Google or YouTube my um, my first and last name. Uh, you might have to copy and paste from uh, the notes here because I have a really long last name. <laughs> um, but uh, you'll find me on YouTube. Uh, you'll find me on Facebook. I've got a Facebook group as well called the Content Creators Cafe. Um, totally free. And we just hang out and talk about, you know, uh, YouTube and videos and content, uh, marketing and creation strategies. So uh, come join us there or connect with me on LinkedIn um, there as well. Awesome, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put a a link to uh, Rob's YouTube channel in the show notes. You can go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you do. I really enjoy his content and you will too. Rob, thanks again for being on Private Club Radio, man. Thanks for having me. All the best. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.